Good evening, those of the Ghosted Network. How you doing? It's been about a year. The last time we were on here, Julia and I were not married, but guess what? We changed it up! Whoop, whoop! Didn't we, dear? Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> isn't it the, it's the happiest time of your life, isn't it? Yeah. Woohoo! Um, so, last time we were here, we talked to a woman that was uh, claimed to be possessed by demons. What did you think of that whole thing? Did you think that there was a... a illness maybe a little bit but at the same time she was a pilot yeah. for a helicopter and she was bringing people in right that's what she did yes she was a, a helicopter yeah flight a flight nurse so she wasn't the pilot yeah. but still heavy pressure yeah which but, could have been with, uh, mental illness, illness on true yeah. true um another added aspect of that we we just joined the local church of christ here do they strike you as the type of people that try and do deal with any kind of demon possession? No. no. Not at all. So that was a weird point. And typically, if there's a Pentecostal person coming about, they they don't typically let you put your hands on people because they're like, mm, no. Yeah. But I digress. There was a certain aspect of it that was cool if it was true. Uh, and I'm, you know, that's what this is about. I'm going to go take the tag off our dog. There we go. She acted like I was about to beat her. Throw her in a trash can one time. <laughs> uh, um, in case you hear any other noises, we have our two children, Ryan and Jacob. Uh, they often will make noise uh, while we do this, so just expect it. And if we say, hey, stop it, know that we're not talking about you and you can proceed without with your day. Especially if you're in a car, do not stop in the middle of the freeway. That is bad news. So this topic of Ghosted is the Matthias Ham House. Julia picked this one about a year ago. And we did, we did not do an extensive amount of research on it uh, there for a while. We just got bogged down with life. And then COVID happened and homeschooling. homeschooling and then just the worst things in the world that could happen happened. However, we are going to talk about Matthias Ham House. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to break down who this guy was, why this place could possibly be haunted. Uh, we're going to get into his life. He really seems like the kind of person that entitled, I think. He's a bus yeah. he's a businessman. Um, well, we'll get into this. Uh, there's some sketchiness happening, I think, uh, on part of him and his wife. There's something weird happening with him and his first wife. We'll get into that. Uh, not that this is a true crime podcast at all, but it may be pertinent. So, back in 1856, this this businessman took this uh, relatively small space. It was a two-story house, uh, 
we wouldn't call it a small space because they have five rooms, which pretty big, pretty, pretty, pretty decent, but it wasn't, it wasn't a mansion. It was just a two story house. Um, he built it. He had this house built, uh, in 1839 and then he moved his three children and his first wife into the house. Now the report never really, nothing really says what his, the name of his first wife was. I'm looking here in the notes and on the story here, and I don't, I don't see where it says. I know his second wife's name was uh, Sarah, but uh, first wife's name not really uh, relevant, I guess. His first wife died in 1856, and then in that same year, he built three more floors to his house, giving his whole house a total of 23 rooms. So his wife dies in almost immediately in the same year he it doesn't say when those two events happened uh in the year just that it did but if i die are you going to be building onto this house probably not probably not and i felt that same way um now he gets his five room house goes to a 23 room house which okay whatever uh and then he gets remarried and has two more children. Now, all of this is taking place in, I hope I get this name right, uh, it's uh, De- Dubuque, I think, uh, Dubuque, Iowa, I think is what it is. I think I think that's where it takes place. Hold on, let me check my, yeah, Dubuque, Iowa. Um, the Dubuque Historical Society has remodeled, or not remodeled, um, restored the house. And they have like special events. They have a Victorian Halloween party. Uh, so you just kind of go there and dress up. Um, they have, um, you know, just certain things. Not everything is haunted house this, haunted house that, because it is a historical site. He, he did go from five rooms to 23. You know, there was something to this man. Also, um, he, Matthias Ham loved to watch out his windows and look at the river and this is where that uh where i said he probably was calling the police every five seconds dude really no i mean the noise son (laughs) goodness gracious um he loved to watch the ships out on the river and this is where I imagine he um, he he was able to alert authority. Now, this part of the story, uh, this part of the account cracked me up. We're in Iowa. I was like, if I'm not mistaken, it's right around Idaho, which is kind of center of the country. Yeah. If there's no ocean. That's true. At all. There is the Mississippi River, um, which runs through there. He's watching out on this river, and he is able to alert authorities about some pirates that are harassing the ships on the river. Pirates! Okay. In, in 1856, now, you say 1600, maybe 1700, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. But also, it only makes sense on, like, the port cities. Yeah. You're not thinking, oh, I'm in the middle of a river I better protect myself with some stuff because there's pirates <laughs> at least we wouldn't that wouldn't be my first thought is oh river pirates river pirates Woo! 
that would be the worst movie ever. Imagine Disney. River Pirates. With now, unfortunately, the disgraced Johnny Depp. Shouldn't even be disgraced. His wife was crazy. Yeah. Cutting off fingers and stuff. I agree. But it is what it is. I'm pretty sure the rest of the world agrees with us. Except those people. The, the herders is what I call them. The herders. But, um, so he builds this house, tells people, and the pirates said, oh, we're coming back for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and that'll come up later. <laughs> so the pirates say they're coming, they're gonna, they're gonna take him out. They're sure of this. Well, then, uh, he has a, he's a businessman, he has a full family. Unfortunately, as a businessman, he may have been an idiot. Or he may have lost some of what he had or something because he he's, he just he bought all of the real estate and got all of his money tied up into it. Not one person is buying it. Not one person is renting it. So what's his second wife do? What does she do to help out? Well, this woman makes lovely lemonade and sells it. And rents out the 23 rooms <laughs> in the house. So she's in this house <laughs> that her husband can't afford. She's got to make lemonade and keep people in her house that she's never met. Could you do that? No. You wouldn't do that? No, you don't? So what you're saying is we can't run a boarder's house out of here. This little cabin house of ours. We can't do that. No. Come on, it's scenic. It's right next to a dragon. <laughs> yes. All right, well. Again, maybe he had a mental illness. Maybe, maybe. Maybe the death of his first wife. I think the death of his. Something. See, and there's nothing about how she died or anything that I could find. It's just she's dead one day and he's house living the next um so then they uh the town open or saves they save the house as a historical landmark um his his wife is just like i'm i can't keep doing this uh she dies her matthias dies um and they have a couple of children basically the only one once we get to like 1890 most of the family had died off except for ham's son and his daughter sarah sarah lived at one point you know her the son leaves sarah lives in the house by herself uh one evening she's reading on the third floor in a bedroom and she hears some noises coming from downstairs uh and you know whoever it was she you know they went away and she was very quiet and didn't make a sound, you know. The next day she told her neighbors about the visitor and, you know, they, they told her she uh, should put a lamp at her window um, if she needed help. And then that evening, again, she's reading in her room and uh, the uh, she hears someone moving around on the first floor. <laughs> she received no answer after calling out because, you know someone's broken into your house my first response is hello right. not you know i'm gonna kill you <laughs> i'm interested in who's visited me such late time at night yeah. 
interrupted my book reading. So she said, you know, in a loud voice, who's there? And then she quickly locks her door. So she didn't even wait for an answer. She said, who's there? Boom! Locks her door, puts a lamp in her window, and readies her gun and waits. Now, like her parents, she was known to be resilient uh, and brave, willing to do whatever she had to. You know, sell lemonade like like her mother before her rent out the rooms uh you know um yell at noises and lock her door immediately with a gun gun. and and very x-file style calling for help remember how Mulder would put that x on the window and shine the light to get you know whatever his name mr x i think was his name in the show but very much you know help me out with this yeah so then she she hears what did you hear something oh no we can't be getting spooked we haven't even talked about the ghost yet (laughs) um so then she hears heavy footsteps quickly cross the front hall and she's in the third floor so she's hearing (laughs) how loud do you have to be breaking into a place to first you have an idiot upstairs that's just told you she's home. That's true. Second, you can't be quiet. Like, you're, I know it's the old times, but I mean, stealth had to be used at some point. Um, or maybe they're just heavy walkers. But she, you know, she... He, they were walking as if they knew where she was. And of course they did. She yelled out, who's there? <laughs> I mean... Granted, maybe in a 23-bedroom house with three floors, you're probably... Or not even... She's on the third floor, so she's probably... She's smack dab in the middle of the house, I think. So, maybe you can be like, oh, that came from the third floor? Well, uh, the heavy footsteps aggressively climb her staircase coming up for her uh, and stop right outside of her bedroom door. Uh, By all accounts, she kept her fear under control. Uh, shot her gun twice through the door. Boom, boom. Right? I mean, just amazing. Neighbors then see her signal and quickly come to help her. And they follow a blood trail that started from outside of her door and led them down to the river where they then found a dead pirate who had come back to collect on We're Gonna Get Ya. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, she uh so there were pirates yeah yeah it's a, and she killed a pirate captain so someone was on that river you know uh with their 10 galleon ships you know black pearl out there <laughs> uh now sarah she was not very lucky uh in love um she was like her father uh, a woman of action much like her dad, a woman of action. Uh, (laughs) She decided to stand up George Potter, who uh, you look back, he was very narcissistic. He did some things. Um, He'd strung her along for 30 years, promising to marry her uh, and bullying her to stay with him despite empty promises. So, big gaslighter dude, sounds like. Uh, She knew it would be ugly, but uh, it was the only way out of this dude's hands. Um, so she uh, 
she'd had enough of this loser. Uh, she said um, in a statement, after years of false promises, on August 29th, 1903, Miss ha- Sarah Ham of Dubuque filed a lawsuit against the millionaire George Potter. Now, how on earth are you in the 18 oh 1900s and already you've just you're in the babies of the 1900s yeah. and you're a millionaire? That dude was richer than any person on this country. Yeah. Because back then, a million dollars right it's bill gates money at that point so which oh man he's going through a rough time um but she accused george of breaking his promises to marry her and enticing her to a restaurant during the early days of her courtship court courtship dang where this is some strange terminology i'm fairly certain it means rape where he she was drugged and ruined and that seems that sounds very much like right. Really harsh. Um, now Potter answered her petition, calling her a spinster, accusing her of blackmail and being criminally familiar with men. Being criminally familiar with men meant that she was hooking. Yes. Um, and denied ever having promised to marry her. So then he argued that the entire lawsuit was nothing more than an opportunity for her to steal money from him, money that he claimed he did not possess, despite being rumored worth half a million by 1903. He claimed that he was only worth 150,000. Especially in 1903. Yeah. I mean, considering what was the uh, the Civil War comes about late 1800s right early 19 we okay american history isn't our thing whether that's fine um now there's over 3,000 love letters that were submitted as evidence uh the letters declared potter's undying love for miss ham fidelity promises of marriage and were viewed as sickeningly sweet by court reporters uh they had to be professional and not gay because no i don't i mean like you know yeah. be like ugh, ugh. well just not that but like if i was like oh sweetie i love you so much you're the honey to my drip you're the breath in my, you're, the, <laughs> you're, the, <laughs> you're the breath in my lungs you're the reason i wake up in the morning i love you so much that would make me sick yeah. if that all came out of my mouth and was meant. I mean, I do love you. You are the love of my life. However, yes, uh, we know how we feel about each other. But of course, he's doing this to be like, listen, just stay with me for a little bit. Yeah. I got this, you know. Um, so then after like uh, he's not able to defend himself, uh, he says that, uh, you know, we're going to use some smear tactics Uh, and then after a week and 55 minutes of deliberation the jury awarded Sarah just $20,000 however again $20,000 in 1903 I mean that's that's a good bit that's a decent amount now just a whole lump sum of $20,000 we'd be fine for a little bit and this is in 1903 so hopefully you know it works so then um, she decides to lease part of her home to a cancer clinic in 1905. 
so it becomes like a cancer hospital uh, and just she just lived in another part of the house um, and despite the fact that Dubuque Park board had been trying to buy this mansion to be a historical museum she she just she wanted to live there until she died that was her home that's where her family lived um, now let's talk a little bit about this cancer clinic you know cancer back in 1905 had even less of success survival rate um so this home not only housed her dead family you know everybody that was in her family at that time had died inside the house not to mention the first wife yeah can't imagine how she felt being in a house like if she came back as a ghost right you know what are you doing research for our next episode no no you sure no. <laughs> um, my wife's industry, and in in industry. Listen, she's she works hard. All right, she's excited about the next week's topic, even though she picked this one. It doesn't matter. So this one's oh wow. Okay, I thought I did a real good job on this. I'm doing a great job. We haven't even gotten to the ghosts. We're we're real into this history. That's how we're doing it. Uh, nine. She she did finally sell her home. Uh to the city of Dubuque in 1912, but under the deal, she could still live there for the rest of her days. And she lived there until 1921 when she passed away. So you have Sarah, you have, oh yeah, you have Sarah, you have a whole bunch of cancer patients that I imagine had to have died yeah. uh, inside the building. You had her family. She shot a pirate that died not too far from her property. Um, you know, so... Uh, the ham house does have a happy ending uh it's a beautiful house well and there you know it is it's very beautiful um and unlike some of the family members of the ham family or the dastardly pirate or the man that killed himself there yeah uh and we'll talk about that in a little uh, we may talk about that I, I i don't know um if we'll have time uh, the attachments are strong for a variety of reasons. Now, when we say attachments, we mean the ghost. Okay. But before that, check out how creepy the inside of this house is. So this is this is the entrance way. These steps lead up. This she was uh, on these steps, not these steps particular, but the ones that went up to the third. She was on those steps uh, when she she heard the pirate. By some accounts, some accounts have her in her room. Some accounts have her coming downstairs. The pirate comes in. She sees him, shoots him, and he runs and dies somewhere else. Um, in the house? No, no. out. He always dies out of the house. Okay. But there are two accounts that she was either in a room or on the stairs. Um, the one where she's in her room has... It, it feels... It has more detail. It feels like that's probably the option. Uh, but she was, you know, this is the steps. Now, the next one, I can't tell if this is a person, but I would imagine if it is, that's one of the nurses from the cancer clinic. Yeah. Because or you a see, maid, or, or maid, yeah. Um, this next one is, is just a winding staircase. I believe this is on the, uh, second floor leading up to the third. Um, this room is the living room on the fourth floor it is creepy you got this you got this mannequin over here in victorian dress which it probably shouldn't be creepy but anything victorian looks like it should be haunted yeah so 
you know, you have that. Um, and that's the end of that. Now, the histories of the manifestations. This is where we're going to get into the ghost uh, stuff. So, you know, um, Mon, Mon, uh, in the Monravian College, Pennsylvania, a male student was killed in, in war and came back as a spirit trying to take the classes needed to complete his degree. This was uh, in Pennsylvania. Why is this important? I have no idea. It just came up in the um, research. Uh, now, the the in particular, the <laughs> in particular, the Ham House um, is said to have. <laughs> you better stop laughing at me, man. Um, <laughs> It's. <laughs> she saw what I did, what happened, why I read that one, and uh, you got to get together, please. All right, so Ham House, Iowa, a spirit of a pirate who had been planning on murdering um, her father, Sarah's father, found out that he was dead, so he went there for Sarah. Um, that you know, Wait, the spirit came for her. No, no, the pirate, the, the pirate spirit of the pirate that came for her, the dude that she killed, is said back. he's said to be there. Okay. Uh, the pirate captain, okay, the pirate captain was stopped from doing uh, anything that he could wanted to to Sarah. Um, so his spirit, it said that his spirit can't accept that his plans were thwarted again. So basically. He's like, I failed twice in my real life. Here's the third time. And this woman doesn't even re realize that I am here. Can you imagine being a spirit being like, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to kill <laughs> and be like, yo. <laughs> and she just goes about her day making soup or whatever yeah. it is you do in Victorian days. Pretty mm. And then another thing is uh, Mr. Ham himself, who seems to still be upset that he lost all of his money. Um, which left him with nothing to pass down to his wife when he died. And then Sarah... Apparently. Uh, and then Sarah said that part of the reason she didn't want to leave is because she felt that her dad was still there. She was very much a, 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 a daddy's girl kind of thing. Uh, that's why she's so much like him. Um in accounts but she was very much you know i'm gonna live here because i'm pretty sure he's here and she's said to have said that she enjoys his visits so there's a chance that there's a chance that you know he was he's been haunting there for quite a while um says that he, you know he's keeping an eye on his mansion a home that he loved while alive and a place where he had many happy memories he likes to supervise the living while being helpful when he can. Uh, sounds like a nice spirit. Well, you know, he's probably looking for something to do since there's no more pirates on the river. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest him maybe taking an astral travel of some sort. If Look, I I'm going to just level with you. I don't believe in astral projection. This is me making fun of it a little bit. If you do believe in it, I'm very sorry. Hit us up on Facebook with any proof that you leave your body like a spirit and can travel around in the spirit world, and I'll believe you. Otherwise, 
you know, don't spill your wackadoo all over the floor. Um, so anyway, I would suggest that Ham goes to Somalia, where pirates are plenty, and he can tell on them there. Uh, a, what are you laughing at? No, it's it's this, isn't it? That I messed up. Yes. Uh huh. All right. Good. I'm glad you got it. We, uh, this got a whole list of stuff, by the way, of places we could check out to do. Um, a boarder who rented a room from Miss Ham was pushed over the emotional waterfall and hung himself outside of the tower in a fit of despair so it was it wasn't like it just something happened in his life and he decided to kill himself it wasn't even a premeditated it's, it just seems like he was like well because in a fit of despair that kind of makes it sound like it's on set um i mean mental illness is mental illness i just yeah um yeah, just like the lady in Arkansas. Throwing herself out of a window. We don't know that's what happened. We can't just say that's what happened. It's it's more plausible than a demon made her black out yeah. while she was sitting inside of a windowsill. But if we're gonna go if we're gonna go with we believe in ghosts, we have to believe that certain things That's true. And we do believe in ghosts. We got some weird stuff here. You know? Not not all the time. In fact, it rarely happens, but some stuff that we don't explain. The other house, the oh, yeah. old house, was nothing but activity yes. all over the time. So, I mean, we all have things. Um, the spirit of Mr. Ham may have spirits from his family come and visit. Uh, they would visit, you know, they figured he would, the ghost would come visit him yes. at the house. Um, if you're wondering what just happened, we, our, our podcast thing, it stopped recording. It said, oh, heads up, you can record for up to 30 minutes on your web browser. If you want to record longer, you can use any app on your computer and then upload the file. So that, so what happened was we recorded for 30 minutes and it zonked out on us. So sorry about that, guys. Um, so where were we? We were talking about, so we talked about the pirate and it's, you know, don't, don't right now. Don't right now. Um, the pirate, the, it's, it says many mansion, many parts of the mansion make the living feel ill at ease. On the third floor, unexplained icy winds, strange chills have enveloped many people in this area. The atmosphere is uncomfortable. It is theorized that the pirate captain haunts the stairs and the third floor where he met his end. At night, for many years, mysterious lights have been seen moving throughout the mansion's dark hallways and staircases. Some speculate that it is the ghost of the pirate still trying to find Sarah in order to get revenge, as he was killed by Sarah before he could carry out his planned dastardly deed. As he wasn't a very nice person in real life, you know, the ghost is restless, and perhaps because he has unfinished business with the Ham family. Again, failed 
twice in his life, first to rob people, then to kill this woman, and now can't find her. Fails in death. And now he's angry. Now, the suicide at the tower, um, while standing near the stairway to the tower, unexplained noises can be heard, such as uh, something creaking, uh, which could be the rope. Dude, you gotta stop for right now. It's not that big of a deal. Pick it up when we're done recording. Uh, Sorry, I was talking to my son. Um, His lifeless body can be seen hanging from the tower on moonlit nights. I think we should go to this house yeah and just go look at it on a full moon moon, when we got time maybe some equipment maybe some special lotions (laughs) (laughs) see what we can see if we can perk him up um (laughs) now communicating mr ham likes lights uh, he does not want lights to be off at all. Um, one night, the assistant curator was unscrewing the light fuse uh, in order to turn off the lights in the front rooms. And as she was unscrewing it, someone started playing a pump organ. Organs are terrifying either way. But they're beautiful. They are beautiful, but I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Like, at all. Um, then she quickly screwed it back in. And in a loud sound, uh, the organ stopped. So she turned the light back on. He was like, all right, there we go. That's what I wanted. Don't you ever take lights out of my house again. I built this. (laughs) Um, Some unseen presence wanted the lights on that evening. Uh, The mansion's pump organ doesn't work and is closed. So there you go. Um, being disrespectful about the existence of spirits in the ham house will be dealt with as a man who had been joking about the spirits being there found that the door was jerked out of his hand as he was leaving with his wife the door slammed hard after he stepped outside some spirit was offended probably mr ham now that guy should be count himself lucky because if you remember the story of Annabelle and that dude that had his girlfriend and he was mocking her oh Annabelle's not real tapping on the glass and the story goes that that dude died and his his girlfriend was in the hospital she didn't die right I I don't think she did um but interesting and and you have Robert the doll where if you take a stone or something you take something from there something bad happens to you and the (laughs) they are but if you uh so basic premise only he's not a monster mr ham he's just like dude this is my house yeah i'm not even grumpy you're in my house i exist i think therefore i am that's a stupid statement but you know one of those things um now mr ham escorts when I first saw this, I thought it meant hookers. I thought they were about oh, to give us... It? No. I thought it was about to be like, mm-hmm, he has some hookers getting it. But no. Now, all it is is uh, the head curator... I'm going to get this name wrong. But I think it's Ms. M.S. Ms. or Miss? Miss. Ms. Miss. Miss. Okay. Miss Greasinger. Greasinger, I think it is. We'll say Greasinger got a call from the police that a light had been left on in an older section of the mansion. After arriving at the mansion, she went down 
the pitch black hallway to the fuse box and with the idea of screwing in the light fuse so she could see her way around uh, where the light was on. And in the pitch black hallway, she became aware of and then felt a strong unseen presence that followed her around like an unseen escort as she went about the task at hand, feeling unnerved, ill at ease. She did what she had to do as quickly as possible. Was this Matthias Ham himself supervising with the employee's efforts in his house? I mean, that's kind of sweet. Well, she felt but, ill at ease. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't him. Might have been the pirate. Yeah, or the suicide man. Or the suicide. Well, I don't think he would make people feel bad. I mean, he just felt bad about himself. But maybe his emotions seeped out onto mm. the other people. True. Um, now, there are a spattering of unknown spirits. And as we said, uh, the, cancer. the cancer ward. Um, one night in 1978, a tour guide by the name of John spent the night at the mansion. He immediately felt a strong presence in the house as well. John wasn't the kind to easily be scared. So he stayed where he was supposed to be. At about 3 a.m., at about 3 a.m., the unseen entities made their presence known by uh, to their young guest, John. He awoke to hear a woman's voice in the yard outside his window. He went outside to investigate, but there was no one living there. Huh. It doesn't say... Everything always happens at 3 a.m. Oh, it was supposed to be the devil's hour, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in the mansion, he heard distinct footsteps on the second floor of the original part of the mansion. Again, no one was visible there. He heard soft shuffling noises in the basement as if someone was leaving or entering through a tunnel. There were twunnel, tunnel, twunnels. There were twunnels. Uh, there were tunnels underneath. They ran uh, about 30 or 23 feet beyond uh, the basement wall. Uh, but they collapsed many years ago. So they're no longer Why were there working. Um, I don't know, but given the time, could have been could have been slaves, could have been bootleggers, um, you know, people moving moonshine and stuff like that. Or, I mean, we don't know that much about Mister Ham. He could be a freak. True. Oh, hold on, we're getting a picture. Oh, there we go. Um, now, this one's called Fresh Air, Please. Uh, a spring-locked window in an upper hall has occasionally been found open in the morning by museum personnel after being spring-locked the night before. Some entity likes fresh air once in a while, despite the living's wish to keep a secure museum. The ghosts are like, I don't give a crap. I live here. If I want a window open, I'm going to put a window open. <laughs> That'll be me when I'm a ghost. I know it will. You'll, they'll turn the thermostat up to 78, and you'll be like, oh, no, a cool 65. Thank you. <laughs> it's too hot in here. <laughs> um, this uh, box, this is just box seven, douse the light, too. I don't know what that means, uh, but I imagine right here it'll tell me. In the same upper hallway, a well-repaired light only works part of the time. Well repaired light works only a little bit of the time, um, much to the puzzlement of the electrician. So I guess this guy's been working on this light forever, and he's just like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. It it doesn't work. 
Um, some spirit perhaps thinks that a lower wattage bulb should be used, or perhaps it is the spirit of the pirate who wants it dark to better surprise his long gone target. Or is this, is this the house management trying to tell the electrician, dude, you are costing us way too much money with this extra wattage. Possible. <laughs> um, now, the paranormal findings. People who work in this museum recognize all the telltale signs of spirits keeping them company. Uh, that even, off, uh, even offering moral encouragement when maintenance is done. So they're like, hey, good job. You changed that light bulb. <laughs> Woo. Um, well, they sound fun. Yeah. Uh, the spirits are well-mannered, even the spirit of the pirate, by not appearing to the living, but find other ways to announce their presence, auditory, auditory, tactile, and, you know, visual items moving. Um, with the exception of the suicide spirit who does show himself uh, and what he did to himself occasionally, but not frequently. It's not every time you see him. Um, no formal paranormal investigations have been allowed because the spirits don't interfere with the museum and are harmless, even the pirate. So why rock the spectral boat? Why? Why? You know why? Because I want to know. I want to believe. Um, now the question is, is it still haunted? They say, yes, it is. They say, while no psychic research, and I'm going to let you guys, we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about ourselves here. Uh, I do not believe in psychics. Um, I do. She does. I think they are just either very observant or able to guess that you've had a life and had life experiences, which would include love. In fact, let me prove my point. Julia, I'm sensing that you've had a partner that's cheated on you at least once. Am I correct? Yeah. Oh! Where did I get this astounding knowledge? Um, so I don't believe in psychics. But it says, you know, while no psychic research has been done or hard paranormal evidence has been caught, the evidence from personal experiences suggests that perhaps a variety of spirits inhabit or visit Ham House, adding to the brooding atmosphere of this grand mansion. Uh, current suspected entities are the pirate captain, Matthias Ham, <coughs> Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. I was about to die. You calm down. Um, Matthias Ham, perhaps members of his family, um, no one's, and the man who committed suicide. Now, a lot of people have not seen Sarah, but think that she's still there. Um, just based on certain feelings that people get, like, this is my home, but you're welcome here too, kind of thing. Uh, she did live there the longest. So, you know, um, if you want to visit the Matthias Ham House, it is at 220 or 2241 Lincoln Drive, Dubuque, Iowa, and the if you need the zip code, it's 52001. Um, 
Matthias Ham chose to build his home on a wind-wracked bluff above the Mississippi River, which was located in the northern part of the city of Dubuque. In 1964, the Matthias Ham House has, or since 1964, it's been a museum uh, run by the Dubuque County Riverboat Historical Society. Tours are given to the public, and uh, these are the stairs here in color. Yep. Um, and as you can see, the entry you have an entryway here, and then you have. He wants to help. Well, I don't. We don't <laughs> need your help, honey. This isn't for kids. Okay. <laughs> um, and then this is one. This is supposedly the setup they uh, had Civil War people come through there and stay at the houses the ghosts of the civil war no no just just soldiers of okay. the civil war had come and stayed at the house uh boarding um union and confederate and they coexisted for you know while they were there i guess it's like that you know those uh mythical hotels that have a no violence policy while yeah. you're inside like john wick yeah like that um so that is the Matthias Ham House and the ghosts that present themselves there. Um, what do you think, Jules? Haunted, not haunted? What do you think? Probably definitely haunted. I don't think it's anything scary or bad. Um, not like our next topic. I bet you would find any excuse to say anything because you're six and ADHD prone. But he does love scary stuff. He does. He does love scary stuff. Unless you tell him that something's living in his closet and then he's very against it. <laughs> um, speaking of things living in your closet, next episode again will be on the first. That is Sunday. Sunday. That is next Sunday, right? Next Sunday? Yes. Um, God. There you go. We are coinciding. Julia's birthday is on the 3rd, if anybody wants to get her anything. She's looking for a new tattoo or a nose piercing. Um, but we will be recording an episode and releasing it then on the Black-Eyed Children. And that's mostly going to be you telling me stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You're okay with that? Yeah. You've done a lot of talking. I enjoyed it. Emma. Well, I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> You've done more than you normally do uh, when it's dealing with people. And please, so if you like this podcast, you like our chemistry, um, keep listening to Ghosted. Uh, and that's a working title. I've found out that a whole bunch of podcasts are called Ghosted and deal with this. So we may have to come up with something else yeah. like the strange adventures of Julia and Alec on the river with pirates nah. podcast i don't know is that you don't it's think that's much. it's been well, well fine fine um so. hold on jakey you can you can wait so we have an upcoming podcast that we are still working on we've got the segments and everything um but it's going to be called a couple of mistakes and the reason it's called a couple of mistakes is because we are a couple and it's going to be mainly about 
our mental health and our relationship, where we've made mistakes, where we think we've gotten stronger. Basically, just a journal of our marriage as it is now, uh, up until it ends. Uh, <laughs> either with death or, well, she's already told me that's the only way I'm getting out, so that's something to look forward to. The podcast, not my death. Um, but please, please do listen. Uh, and if you are on here for us, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of shameless self-promotion, too, uh, for those not so super dudes. I know you're not a big fan of me doing a comic book podcast, but it is fun. Never mind. That part didn't happen. Bye-bye. Alex. No, what? Um, what was yours about? What? I don't know. I'm telling you what what was your about your story today. Oh, it was about uh, a home in, in Iowa. Uh, Iowa. Iowa. Oh. Not Matthias. No, Matthias is the oh. dude's name. But it was a it's it's about a house in Iowa that was haunted. Oh. Or is haunted. Or something. Is Do you it, want to say bye to the is people? Is it a real house? Or? Yes. Bye. You don't have to get that close, hon. That's probably going to be very loud. You want to say bye? No? Bye. Yeah, get back. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Jules? Bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Ghosted. Or whatever we're calling it at this time. Woo! All right. So, um, guys, enjoy yourselves. We have a Patreon set up. Um, so go to that, look for Ghosted, uh, and we'll have extra content, um, we're gonna work on behind the scenes, we've got some extra, we've got a, I'm, I think I'm setting up the store now, um, so once we have that up, we'll put that on Patreon, and you can look at, uh, what we have there, um, t-shirts, mugs, magnets, whatever we can figure out. But uh, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what what it is you'd like from the podcast. And, you know, we will do everything we can to make this a better um, thing for you, a better transition. In the meantime, y'all have fun. Have a good day. Enjoy your lives. And please, for the love of everything that is holy, don't ever get ghosted. Bye.